Greetings. This is Deborah Pratt, a.k.a. Ziggy, and you're listening to the Star Bright Project. Dr. Bensong risked everything when he used the Quantum Leap Accelerator to travel back in time. Now our team's working to find out why. As he leaps between bodies with no memory of who he is, he still has one hope. That his next leap takes him back to the place and people he calls home. Leapers, Quantum Leap has returned to the air, and so is Michelle, Hayden, and myself, Aaron. Join us as we look at the exploits of Ben, Addison, and the rest of the Quantum Leap crew as they work to get Ben home, and possibly discover what happened to Dr. Sam Beckett. Join us for the new series of Quantum Leap, only on the HeadCast Network. Welcome to Starbright Project. This is Season 6, Episode 7. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Brotherhead Moss. And as always, joining me is my beautiful wife, Michelle. Hello, everyone. And as usual, we are not alone. Well, I guess we're together, so we're not alone anyways. But we do have our, our friend from Oz here, Hayden McQueenie. He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. He said, Thank you. And your motherfuckers need Jesus. Just like <laughs> Just don't have them jump in a pool. <laughs> that was awesome, that video. That was. <laughs> Better than the Quantum Leap episode. Yeah, yeah. Just FYI. So, speaking of Quantum Leap, I guess we're here to talk about Quantum Leap. So, Michelle, would you like to read the... Sure. So, <clears throat> this was episode six hundred. And seven was actually, uh, that's just my number for it's oh, season six, episode seven. Oh, okay, all right, episode so seven of the revival series, whatever it is that you want to call it, or yeah, the yes. new series 2.0.7.1415.9. Hike title is Oh, ye of little faith, directed by Chris Grismer. Gizmer, Grismer, written by Margarita Matthews. The leap location indie is Covington, Maryland, October 31st, 1934. And the original air date was October 31st, 2022. Halloween. Yep. So we have a synopsis. Again, it's from Wikipedia. These are not my favorite, but they work for what we have. Um, let's see here. We have Ben leaps into a priest who has been called to perform an exorcism on a patient named Daisy, who is possessed by a demon. Since Ben is not religious, he is uncomfortable performing an exorcism because it goes against his beliefs. Unknown interference prevents Addison from communicating with Ben. When Daisy's aunt is found dead in her room, her family debates whether Daisy murdered her, or if the demon did it. Her aunt Will names Daisy to inherit all her money and possessions, which they suspect to be a motive. Ben later discovers that Daisy's symptoms are consistent with being exposed to certain poisons. 
Eventually, he figures out that Daisy's mother and uncle murdered her aunt and have been poisoning Daisy. Daisy's mother was unhappy with her husband and so has been having an affair with her brother-in-law. After Daisy died, her uncle would be next in line to inherit her aunt's money, which Daisy's mother and uncle were going to use to start a new life together. Daisy's mother and uncle are arrested. Ben gets a message from Janice Calavici, who has been causing the interference, preventing Edison from communicating with Ben, warning him, but leaps before she can tell him what she is warning him about. Thank you. And that was O Ye of Little Faith. The end. And now we can move on to the next episode. Wow. wow. Tell us how you really feel, Hayden. So it sounds like uh, neither of you two really particularly cared for this episode. I didn't no. say that. Oh. Well, go I first, Michelle. Ladies first, as always. Go ahead, Hayden. No, well, I just thought it was a very stupid story and I didn't <laughs> like. All right. I did predict well in advance that it was the uncle, but I didn't see the affair between him and the mother and I didn't see the mother being the mastermind behind it. So that, I suppose, was a little bit of a plus, even though I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but it does seem very unbelievable to me that a mother would want to do that to their own child. So that kind of lost a few points for me as well. Boy, you're not, you don't watch the American TV newscasts, do you? Because. Yeah, you have a better, as I say, you you, you have a better better faith (laughs) in mothers than I do. Yeah. Yeah, look, I know that it does happen, but it seems like a very, very, very small number in terms of the proportion of mothers and children that there are, and I just didn't really believe it. So that's that's just my opinion of it. Right. I also thought that there was no need for it to be in the 1930s. It was kind of interesting to see, but the main reason that they had that they wrote it in the 1930s was so it would be during the Depression and they'd have the monetary issues because of everyone obviously being out of work. But it's not like there haven't been massive recessions in both America and globally since then. You know, they could have said it during the global financial crisis even and still been able to tell the exact same story. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting seeing the backdrop that they made. Maybe people were just more easy to manipulate back in the 1930s. I don't know. and. That's another thing I didn't like. It was kind of like everyone left their brains behind <laughs> in uh, in the leap. So, and it was mostly leap for this episode as well. I, I wanted to see a little bit more of what was going on at the project, even though there were some cool things going on at the project too. Short and sweet, but I, I was taught if I don't have anything nice to say, not to say anything at all. <laughs> and that's why you don't talk about me. But anyways, Michelle, what are your thoughts on? So I actually agree a lot with you, Hayden, on a lot of it, though I pinpointed the mom out right away. I just had that gut feeling. I was like, it's just one of those things where it just seemed too played out. Same story, just different setting. I just, you know, but I was, I thought it was mom and then I thought it maybe had been the, I was jumping between first, first thought process was mom. Then I was like, well, maybe it was the maid and the maid was banging the dad. You know, I kind of thought that process. If I if I remember correctly, I think I mentioned the maid. I think you also mentioned the dad. Yeah, the maid was banging the dad. But 
first thought process was the mom, but then I, I second guessed myself and I was like, no, nah, it's not the mom. It's probably the dad. I just, I don't know. I wanted more for, I wanted more in a Halloween episode. I think that's where it fell really short for me. I wanted something unexplained that maybe even in the project themselves, they couldn't figure out something fun in that regard. It's a Halloween episode, but for Pete's sake, yeah. make it paranormal. Make it. I didn't. I didn't care for the whole. She looked like something out of The Exorcist. The chick did too, which was annoying to me. I was waiting for her to, you know, shoot out pea soup kind of thing. <laughs> Head to but, swivel all the way around. Yeah, it just that kind of stuff. I wasn't impressed by that. Yeah, yeah well, I just, it's interesting that you say they should have had more supernatural elements in it because I know you haven't seen the whole original series through or much of the extended universe either, but I'll just let you know, any time they're alluding to some sort of a supernatural being maybe affecting things, the stance that the show always took was that it exists. Whereas in uh, they seem to have completely done a heel-face turn on this and they've answered everything and obviously there wasn't one this time. Look, I, I don't really mind either way as long as the story is good, even <laughs> as someone who's like, God, are you going to let yourself be manipulated anymore? <laughs> that was what was going on through my head. Even so, I could have I accepted that there might have been something else going on, leaving an unanswered question or something like that. But... Yeah, it just was interesting that they decided that everything in this one would have a logical explanation to it. Um, even the parts where, what's her name, Daisy looked like a demon, they explained that it was partly because Ben had been drugged and partly because it was Janice trying to make the communication with Ben. And there had just been a bit of interference that she had to get past before she could actually communicate with So. I don't think that that part was particularly poorly done, but <laughs> I was expecting there to be, you know, something else going on that they they do like the the second take just before he leaps or something like that. Yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm there with you. All right, I'll, I'll sit on this branch by, branch by myself then. I I like that they didn't. You like every episode? No, ex- well, no, mostly. Aaron's but- in, Aaron's in the producer's pocket. I I like that because most of the time, like you said, and not even this show, most shows when they do a Halloween show, even if it's not a typically, you know, any sort of supernatural stuff in it, most shows going to leave some sort of, was it a supernatural thing at the very end? I like the fact they didn't do it this time. I like the fact that they were able to explain away everything and... They didn't have that last minute, or maybe it was supernatural. I, I've seen that quite a bit. And I, I just I think this was a, a change of pace and what I actually liked. And I think that may be part of why they said it in the 30s is not only for the the whole everyone's broke and you know the uh, depression. That's where I was trying to think of the Great Depression, but also it was a simpler time back then. And maybe again, I, I wasn't around then, contrary to what my kids think, but. I, I, you know, I, th- I think that a lot more people back then were, would have been a little more susceptible, a little more, I don't know if gullible is the right word, but maybe could have bought into the whole supernatural aspect of it easier. Again, maybe that's just me stereotyping, you know, an entire 
population from a certain decade. But I, I think that may, because again, if, if it was set in a, a, a depression more recent, we have a lot more technology now. We have a lot more reasoning. And I don't know. I just, I just think it fit well in that time period. Even though, like I said, we didn't see a lot of stuff from that time. Like I said, it could have been set in almost any time period. I th- I think the fact that the family, and actually even the it was only mainly the dad and the housekeeper because the mom and the uncle knew what was going on. They knew that he they were drugging her, and so I I don't think they bought into the whole demon thing until the end when the doctor said she was dead, and then she sits up all of a sudden. So and again, I, I which makes them really dumb as f- what. Well, again, if if there's possibly there may be a demon and the doctor said they're dead, they don't know the doctor's going to be lying to them. And if your doctor told you that someone was dead, you would believe the doctor, would you not? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's that's one thing that helped, I don't want to say prove, but help, helped along the, the whole story of, you know, she was dead and possessed and, you know, she's pointing the finger at the uncle is the fact that, you know, the, the doctor was in on it with Sam, or Sam, with Ben. And uh, the girl. So I don't know. I, I just found it enjoyable. Like I say not, you know, the sudden surprise at the end. And I just felt it was a little bit different than what we usually get. Because, again, I was when we first watched this, I was kind of waiting for something to be mysterious. And or maybe there is a devil. Maybe there, you know, it is supernatural. I was too. But I enjoy that for a Halloween episode. If it would have been any other episode, fine. I'll give it to you. But this is a Halloween episode, and I want spooky. I want unexplained. I want, I don't want wrapped up in a pretty little bow. Like, no. And see, I, I don't mind it. I say, if I don't like saying this is the last Halloween, because they've only done a couple of Halloween episodes. This is the first one for the new series. And the last one only, they had what? Uh, the episode that should not be named. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not like they do a whole lot of ep- Halloween episodes. So I like the fact that they. This is basically their second one they've done out of you know six uh, seasons, and so they took a different route with it. But again, maybe it's just me. Yeah, I think it is just you. Having said that, though, when I did this, sure you guys like it. When I did do a podcast for the Quantum Leap podcasts after show, I was in the minor- in the minority. I was the only one who didn't like the episode. So, <laughs> so maybe you are in the majority then. So it's just you two. I'm going to turn you all out and turn you guys off. Yeah. What I did find, though, was I was far more invested in what was going on at the project than what was going on in the leap, when really it should be the other way around. And I was also quite disappointed by how little there actually was of the project as well. I know that we've had a bigger proportion, usually, of project compared to the leap side of things. Obviously, it's mostly leap because Addison can't reach them. But having said that, I really did actually enjoy Ian searching through the Reddit posts for the old unsolved crimes, and (laughs) it was just a really fun thing to watch. It actually answered a question that we've had for a long, long time. Did you happen to realize? Nope. No? Okay. Well, do you remember when we were watching Honeymoon Express, which was the one where Al had to convince the committee to keep the funding going and Sam was on the train. Yeah. First episode of season two. Yeah. Well, we were trying to identify how on earth is it going to be possible that even if Sam does complete this mission that Al's made for him to stop the U2 from being launched, even if he did succeed, then history will change around everything and no one will even know that 
it happened originally, they'd have no reason to think that anything had changed. You know what I mean? And we were trying to come up with some sort of a logical reason why Al would think that this would work. But uh, it, they do explain it a little bit in some of the novels. It kind of seems that the project exists in its own little bubble where um, the timelines change around it, but the people inside, especially Al and Ziggy, have memory of the previous timelines. It just takes, like, some other members of the project will experience the change, but they, they'll forget it eventually. But it does exist in, a, in its own little bubble where the timeline change isn't as pronounced and where they have a record of it. We actually saw that in this episode because mm -hmm. we saw after Ben had saved Daisy, we actually saw the Reddit page change to the 404 site, uh, you know, not found, but everyone still had memory of what had gone on actually during the leap. So, and I mean, yeah, the site would, or that page wouldn't exist, but right. it, they've still tried to go there. So it's not like deleting the history deleted all the things that led up to them going to that website either so right so yeah we now we now know that the project i mean it is affected by the timeline change but it's in a bubble where they actually do have record of all the original timelines and memory of it yeah when they first showed the 404 page i, I wasn't thinking and i'm like ian's all oh well there it is there, you know and i'm like oh, what it's 404 page what what are we looking at and then we, oh, yeah, because they were looking at the article on the death of Daisy Daisy or whatever, and that vanished. So, of course, it'd be a 404 page because the, the website they were looking at didn't change. So the browser still said reddit.com slash death of Daisy or whatever it was, but there is no page for that now. So I, I did. Yeah, that was a nice, nice touch. And yeah, it did kind of answer that a little bit. I say, I mean, it still doesn't Completely fully explain any kind of. Yeah, pet pieces together. We can probably infer now what Al's probably thinking. There must be some sort of a record of what originally happened that yeah. he'd be able to demonstrate to the committee, and then they would actually know then that time has changed. And yeah, I would have liked to see more of the project, uh, especially since we do have the, the mystery of the Leaper X, and I, I would like to see more on that and with Janice, but, but yeah, it didn't... I won't say bother me as much, but I was happy with what we got. Uh, a question for you, Hayden. Yep. Do you happen to have a pair of cat ears for an emergency? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Well, actually, I suppose I could just go and get my cat, and that would work. <laughs> yes, but uh, if I did have an emergency, I'd go and find <laughs> go and find my cat. I yeah. thought they looked really pretty this episode. I don't know. I I think that. And they have great sense of style and makeup and... Yeah. Well, we definitely need that with uh, Dean Stockwell and Al gone now. We yeah. Need, yes. We need someone to up the fashion stakes. <laughs> and I think they do a good job. Yeah, I think so too. So what did you think, if anything, about the, the uh, name drop of Goodwill there at the end when she said she was going to donate the money to a local charity down the street or something like that? And Ben's like, what charity is that? Uh, goodwill he's like oh yeah okay yeah that works <laughs> well we just call them op shops over here we don't really have a specific private company though although certain charities might have their own um so i mean it just sounds like an op shop to me <laughs> so, so you're not familiar with goodwill oh i i know that it exists i know what it is because i see it on american tv but we don't really have a 
like big conglomerate charities right. or anything like that. Just a whole lot of independent little op shops. What you, Michelle? What did you think about the the Goodwill name drop? It was fine and kind of made me smile. I I like things like that. So same here. I I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. <laughs> I like I like when there's tie-ins. I'm all about the tie-ins. So anytime that they can do that, that that's a plus for me. Especially when I actually know it or remember it. Yeah, it was uh, kind of clever how Janice was able to lock out everybody from mm-hmm. Ben. Yeah. So I guess the hand link that she stole from Beth still actually has a connection to Ziggy and like the Ziggy at the project. And she's able to tap in and do what she needs. So I was wondering how that would work, but I guess we're seeing a little bit of it now. We actually saw her with that hand link too, which I thought was kind of mm-hmm. cool. And another, not necessarily change, but it's a change. Because uh, before in the first show, they always referred to you know, as God, Time, Fate, whatever, leaving Ben around. Good old GTF dubs. Leaving, yeah, leaving Sam around. This time when uh, Addison was talking to him, she said the machine pet him there. Yeah, well, it, what it's appearing is that Ben's actually put in the coordinates of where he's going to leaping. Right. We don't know why. Uh, my, well, yeah. it's not so much my theory. It's one that I've read and that I like. But I think that uh, he must have gotten some information about what Leaper X is doing in the past and uh, is right. trying to reverse the things that Leaper X is doing. I like that. Yeah. But then again, what would he have done in this case? How do you think that uh, Leaper X might have been like, leapt into the uncle and put the idea in the mother's head or something to knock off the daughter? Either that or maybe Leaper X wasn't necessarily involved here, but maybe it's – I'm trying to think what – because, again, we've, we've, we're current on watching the show. So we're, we're three episodes or so behind what we're talking about right now. So I'm just trying to remember – again, this may be spoilers, but I know that they're trying to – slingshot himself into the future so maybe this doesn't have necessarily anything to do with leaper x it's just it's a point in time he has to hit to go back further where he needs to he can throw himself further yeah into the future possibly. and he did have to go a bit further back too i suppose maybe to right. build up that momentum so maybe that's the reason why he's had to go to the 1930s yeah yeah i'm not saying that there might not be this underlying reason i'm just saying right. it would be nice to have something explained to us yeah and I'm sure they may, hopefully they will at some point. So I will, I read an article that they said that all am- questions from episode or season one will be answered. So yeah, yeah. by the end yeah, of yeah, season one. That. And apparently some sort of cliffhanger for the start of season two. So that will all. Yeah, I did read that from, from, uh, I can't think of his name now. That actually plays Ben Song. Uh, yeah. He said that all answers or most of the, all the mysteries from the first season should be cleared up at the end of the season. So, and what are we on now? Episode 10. So there's only eight more episodes yeah. to season one. Is it 18? I thought it was 19. I heard 18. So well, eight or nine, oh, then whatever it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're just a hair over halfway through the season, which is a good thing for me. I like the fact that we got the additional episodes. Yeah. Although it's getting me them constantly doing these breaks. Just play the episodes already. <laughs> I'm like you. I hate the breaks. I think it's so stupid. I do understand the need for them. Right. Because if they didn't have them, then the series would be over in another eight weeks. But, and I know that they want to keep it going for a little bit longer than that. It's just really annoying, especially when you're starting to get into into it, having to wait so long to find out an answer. To oh, yeah. So let me, since we're talking about that, let me, we're not there yet, though, but 
do you think it would have been better instead of starting the beginning of January if they would have waited till later in the, the month? That way they didn't play an episode or two, then take a couple weeks break and then come back. Would have been better just to wait until the middle of January and then play. The danger in having a really long break is that people will lose interest and then not go back. Yeah. So I understand them coming mm-hmm. back when they did, but then having another break is just annoying. So <laughs> there's advantages and disadvantages to both. But then again, why? I don't know why they would only just play two episodes and then go on a break. They could have done, because at that stage, what, nine had aired, sorry, eight had aired already. So they could have done a block eight. of five and then a little break and then another block eight of was, five. Eight was the finale, the winter finale, and they came back with nine and ten. So if they'd done eight and then had a break, leaving another ten, then why couldn't they just do, say, a block of five and then a little break and then another block of five? Well, one reason they took a break, the first week the break was there was football games on that day. That same day there was football games and they didn't want to compete with the football games. Well, what do you call football? Well. Where they don't use their feet. <laughs> uh, they do for running down the field and for kicking the ball. But I, I see where you're coming from. But but again, it's American company, American produced. So yeah, they're, they're looking, again, no offense to the rest of the world, but they're looking at American interest and a lot of people. Well, the rest of the I world doesn't exist, game. does it? I don't. No, not really. Uh, but yeah, that's what they're looking at is that they, they didn't want to compete with Monday Night Football because it was like a, a playoff or something like so that. Why does it have to be on Monday night? You'd have to ask whoever's in charge of NFL <laughs> why they started doing Monday Night Football. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of the playoff games or whatever. So they didn't want to compete against that. That's why, at least for the first week or maybe the first two weeks, the third week I couldn't answer. But that, that's, and we haven't heard anything official, but that's what I'm assuming for, from others. They agree that it's probably due to the football games that we're playing. Well, so. I do have some good news, though, for any Australians who might be listening to us. We finally have the start date for when it's going to be aired here. It'll be on Channel 7, which is one of our free-to-air channels, and I suppose the catch-up channel as well afterwards, uh, as of uh, January 31. So, yeah, anyone who's been listening along to us but still hasn't watched the episode yet, you'll be able to as of the 31st of January. And hopefully we won't have these ridiculous breaks as much. So <laughs> I was going to say, I'm assuming since they're, they've got 10 episodes. Yeah, we, well, we might catch up to you by the time the series ends. Yeah, they can play them without, hopefully, the breaks for you guys. Yeah. Hopefully they can play without the breaks for you guys. So, <laughs> But um, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say about this episode. I mean, it was there. There were parts of it that were okay, I guess. Um, the trippy part where... Ben was drugged was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it's my least favorite episode that I've seen of the new series. What would you think about, well, for ask that question, let me ask this other question then. Is it better or worse than the pig farmer episode? That seems to be the, the ultimate question for, you know, mm. uh, the worst episode that you guys have. Uh, is probably the pig farmer. So that's why I compare it to. Maybe marginally better. Mm. I'd actually like to, I'm, I like the series, but I could, if they canceled it tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, it was a nice try. Well, I'd be pissed I'd off because I'm invested in it now. I want to know especially what the mysteries are, like the answers to. Right. So um, whether it will be able to last as long as the original series did is yet to determine. But it's performing very well, especially on the streaming, regardless of what some of those ridiculous toxic right. sites like Giant Comic Book or whatever <laughs> it was um, are saying. They're just paid to say negative stuff, so don't listen to them. Yeah, but look, it's doing very well, especially on the streaming, and that's mainly what they're dealing with now. They need 
Right. They need to be up there in the stream. Explaining myself, like I was saying, I, I, I'd be fine if, if I mean, yeah. Do I want to know what's going on? Yeah, but to me, I still enjoy the original series far more. So it's hard for me to compare the pig. Well, I know we have in the past saying that the pig farmer one's still worse than this or blah blah blah. <laughs> but I'm to the point right now where I don't even want to compare it to the old versus the new. Yeah. I well, think I guess that we'll compare all the future episodes of the newest series of Quantum Leap <laughs> to this episode. This one, this, yes, this one will be yes. the new series, Pig Farmer. Yes, but I, if you were to ask me, would you rather watch? Would you rather watch the new series or the old series? I'm going to gladly pick the old series versus the new yeah, series. And that's perfectly fair. But because I haven't seen all of the old series too. I think that's what makes it different from you guys. Is you guys have enjoyed it, watched it, seen it all. You know, know, been there, done that, have the t-shirt, read the book. I'm still reading the book. So... Well, get cracking. It's hard. It's <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to gauge how much I like something when it's yeah. still really fresh and new to me. Yeah. And that's perfectly reasonable. What did you think about the, the hallucination he had where he was with Addison and his mind was working at using that to work out what was actually going on? Well, I thought that was fine. It was one of the better scenes of the episode, actually. The song Beyond the Sea, it seems a bit out of left field, especially because it's newer than 1930s, but uh, it definitely, you know, encapsulates what's going on between Ben and Addison, though. And it was nice actually peering into Ben's mind and seeing his thought processes. So I actually didn't mind that, that scene. That was quite a good scene. And actually, the song being newer than the 30s actually makes sense since this was actually in Ben's mind. So actually, that, that kind of works out. Uh, Michelle, do you have any thoughts on that? No, not really. No. Okay. But, you know, yeah, I like the way that, that scene played out. I thought it was nice the way that Ben's mind was using Addison to work out what was actually happening. You know, that way he was drugged and the secret door and all that. I thought that was a nice way of doing that. Instead of him just, you know, saying, oh, well, and then walking th- walking it through, he walked it through in his mind as he's talking with Addison about it. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get to see a little bit more of what goes on in Ben's mind, especially if we get, say, a mirror image sort of leap, which I would argue happened within Sam's mind. And again, that's still for debate, but... <laughs> so, I guess you have anything else to say about this episode, Michelle? Nope. I think we're good. We're golden. And you're all done, Hayden? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Again, I enjoy this more than you did, but I usually tend to. So that's just who I am. But I guess that's going to do it for this episode of the Starbright Project. Mr. McQueenie, once again, thank you very much for taking time out of your afternoon. Yep. No worries. Come and talk about is leaving. <laughs> Actually, I learned something. Um, I didn't know that "dipic" was a word that the Jews use as uh, to represent a demon, but I'd heard it before on an old episode of Rugrats where Tommy and Angelica were staying with Tommy's maternal grandparents who are Jewish, and as they put them to bed, the grandpa says, don't let the dipic bite. I just thought at the time that it meant bedbugs. So, but now I know he was saying don't let the demons bite. Well, there you go. See, you, you learned something from this episode. They don't let the wet bite? Dipics. I thought you said... <laughs>
pick. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, too. And, and I was like, wait, in 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 German in Jewish pick means demon. I'm like, interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lisa. So I was listening really intently. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Starbright Project. Join us monthly as we continue leaping with Sam and Al. If you like the show, I recommend buying Quantum Leap on Blu-ray. You can also watch it on the NBC website or app. The only thing on this show that Michelle and I own are our thoughts and opinions. NBC Universal own the rights to Quantum Leap, and any songs that we use are owned by their respective owners. Any clips we use, we're using good faith for the show. I know this doesn't excuse us legally, but we just want NBC to sue us. We're big fans of the show and want to share that love with the world. For more podcasting goodness, check out the other shows on the Headcast Network. Head Speaks is released on the first Tuesday of the month, where I talk about comics, TV shows, movies, books, whatever I want, but it's usually geek-related. G.I. Joe, a Royal Market Headcast, is normally out the second Tuesday of the month, where a rotating batch of guest hosts and I discuss the G.I. Joe comics and cartoons from the 80s. The third Thursday brings us Task Force X, where I talk about John Ostinger's Suicide Squad and Paul Kupperberg's Checkmate comics, both from the late 80s, early 90s. Finally, the fourth Tuesdays of the month, we have the Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour, where I examine the Will Payton Starman comic and the Mark Shaw Manhunter comics, again, both from the late 80s. Then on Thursdays, I release my second batch of shows, where Michelle shows up on most of them. The first Thursday of the month, I'll be releasing The Starbright Project, a Quantum Leap podcast, where Michelle and I look at the greatest time travel show in the late 80s and early 90s. Then the second Thursday of the month, look for Retrospect of the 80s. You guessed it, Michelle and myself take a time travel trip back to the greatest decade that was, in my opinion. The third Thursday will possibly, maybe, bring another show, Voyager's Cast. Or Michelle, I, and some guests look at the best time travel show from the early 80s. And finally, on the fourth Thursday of the month, I have Bravo Team, where myself and possibly some guest hosts talk about anything G.I. Joe related, not covering the main G.I. Joe show. Also, if you like what I'm doing, please check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash headcastnetwork. If you're enjoying my shows, throw a few bucks in the bin. It'd be most appreciated. But that'll do it for this episode. Join us next time to see where Sam ends up. Oh boy. Oh boy.